0: What do you get when a professional matchmaker and a therapist sit down in front of a microphone? You get unfiltered, raw conversations about finding and creating meaningful and healthy relationships. Each episode, be part of conversations that discuss communication skills, dating tips, getting to commitment, the science of love, sex, breakups, divorce, and more. Join matchmaker Hava Shaulov and licensed marriage and family therapist Jason Wasser as they combine their lifetime of personal and professional experiences, challenges, and wins, to help you show up as your most authentic self. Well, everybody, welcome back to season two of the Have We Got a Match for You podcast. I'm Jason Wasser, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I am hanging out with my my bestie, my buddy. Hi, Jason. (laughs) Matchmaker extraordinaire. Who are you, in case people don't know you?
1: Well, now I'm Cobra. Hi, Halal. He's in the other room. Hi, honey. My name is Chava of Kober. I am a matchmaker, Shatran, uh, dating and relationship coach for the last almost decade. And I'm so happy that we are starting season two of Have We Got a Match for You podcast. Hi, Jason. It's so Hello. nice to
0: be I know. It's insane. I mean, there's been like crazy changes in your life since yes. we last did this. So like, in case anybody's wondering, why the heck? we have taken so long since the end of season one. Can, 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 do you want to like, just kind of like, you know, drop the, uh, you know,
1: I take the full responsibility of procrastinating season two, because I got uh, remarried to Hillel Cobra, the love of my life. He's in the next room, actually commenting on this video. So hi honey. Um, And I procrastinated. So it's my fault. So if you guys were anxiously waiting, I sincerely apologize, but I have, We have tons of new episodes in store for you. Tons of exciting topics, heated discussions, and starts tonight. We're excited. So good to be back. I
0: know. This is so fun. I know how much fun we had and how much you and I talk, you know, when life isn't crazy for both of us. Um, But I think like what's even greater about all of this is that um, I feel like I want to sing the song from the Jeffersons because you've moved on up. So not only did you get married, but you 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 moved, right? So, is, where the
1: grass is green, where the grass is green, right? Where yeah. there's actually grass,
0: not Florida, but You're
1: right. Now we moved to Long Island, uh, out of the city.
0: Those are so, two words, right? It's not Long Island. It's, it's not Long Island. It's two separate words.
1: I'm back. working on my Brooklyn accent, so uh, it's kind of like moving away from me. Like it's like Long Island. I'm from Long Island. It's it's getting there, like. It's not coffee anymore. It's like coffee. It's, I'm working on it. It's like a slight
0: nuance of Eastern moving further East in New York. So, <laughs>
1: moving so on up. right, yeah.
0: right, right, right. So since tonight's, um, yeah. you know, since you moved to Long Island, you're, you're, you're cheating on, on your, on your, your hood of where you're from. So that's,
1: that's discussing infidelity, right? Ah, here we go. Okay.
0: (laughs) so so even though this is a a really serious topic, um, so as we were doing research and as we were as I was doing research for this and as we were talking about it, um, I happened to go through my my plethora. Of, of too many books that I've you know gathered over the years. And I have this really interesting book called Emotional Infidelity, which is right, the theme of tonight. I'm like, oh, well, that's perfect. Let me grab this off the shelf. Um, it happens to be written by a therapist in Miami. His name is Gary Newman. And um, there's some really interesting stuff in this book, and we're going to use it as the basis of just uh, starting our conversation. The caveat is, as you and I discussed uh, previously, is doesn't mean we agree with everything that's being said. We're just using this as a platform to start our conversation and see where it goes with it. Because this is his opinion. He wrote the book. He's the author. I didn't write any books on this, but I think it's a good starting place. And one of the things that I found uh, when I started reading this years and years ago, I'm like, wow, this is really cool because his perspective is of, of, of writing this for the masses is a secularized, I can never say that word fast, secular secularized version of many of the traditional laws of uh, relationships when it comes to uh, the dynamics between um, dating and marriage in the traditional Jewish world and the traditional Jewish laws, but it became for the masses. So it's kind of cool, uh, that perspective. And again, caveat. We'll see where we go with that. We may or may not agree with everything this person says, but definitely you didn't get open a conversation. We love to hear people's comments and uh, commentary and and what they love, what they don't like, what they agree with, what they don't disagree with. And obviously, Chava, as your expertise to throw in?
1: My opinions and my suggestions and no sugarcoating.
0: No (laughs) sugarcoating. Yeah. No sugarcoating. Yes. So, so let's start it off. And we're not going to get through everything tonight, but at least we can start the conversation yeah. um, where he talks about uh, 11 great secrets to a marriage. And and number one, he starts off with the idea that commitment is the glue and that you should insulate and protect your marriage against emotional infidelity by avoiding friendships with the members of the opposite sex.
1: I totally agree. Why? Why? I- why first of all i always speak about this and i always post it on facebook and instagram and social media that the division of genders is real and we do this for a reason why because when you first of all forget about the whole dating courting process and putting your female friends in the friend zone and vice versa eliminating potential suitors because you're too afraid to approach them in a romantic setting. So you're just going to friend zone, friend zone them and then self-sabotage and eliminate potential matches for yourself. Forget about that. But if you're friends with the opposite sex or gender, right? Someone is going to fall in love. Someone's feelings will get hurt. Somebody will invest much more. Someone will get jealous if you're dating. It just, it's natural biology is, you know, obviously male and female connection and obviously to pro to procreate. And if you are, Friends with the opposite sex, it can cause a landfill of disasters. People get emotional. People fall in love behind closed doors. People want that connection. People want that spark. And if someone's attracted to you and you don't feel the same, it can get disruptive. It can. For sure it can. And I always believe to separate the genders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's interesting because attention, we only have a certain amount of bandwidth a day. And we only have right. a certain amount of energy a day. And this can apply, Let's even if we took this away from relationships and we put it into working out or your job or parenting if you have kids or your family or your health, that there's only a certain amount of attention and energy and bandwidth you have each day. And if our theme in this topic is about how to have healthy relationships overall, to know where you're putting your time, effort, attention, and energy – is incredibly incredibly important so i would i don't know if i would say to go as far as cutting out everybody that you can potentially be attracted to to that extreme of making it a one or a zero because we do live in a modern society we do go to work we do you know if you're and if you're not working but you decide to stay home to parent a kid you are going to be you go to the gym, you go to the grocery store, you're going to see other friends and families. So we're not in an isolationist paradigm, right. but what I think maybe we can look at it, the perspective is to be honest with yourself, which is really our conversations that you and I always have is self-awareness, 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 self-awareness. Right. Someone has to be truly honest with knowing their predisposition with knowing their personality, with knowing how they in an unhealthy way get their needs met. And if it happens to come from someone when you're in a relationship from someone that you're not in a relationship with, be it whatever gender could be even same sex gender, right? then you're not putting the right time, effort and energy into the growth of, of your relationship. Now, it doesn't mean that your partner should be the end-all be-all and you should expect everything and anything from them in order to resolve or rectify your own stuff. That's codependency. But that's codependency. codependency, which we're going to get back into in a minute, right? <laughs> which is part of right. the, the the things that he lists. But I think for a second to to take a real, true, honest, emotional, and intellectual accounting of do I in any way, shape, or form have my ego needs met by spending time with people, talking to people, even casually for the attention, for the even non-physical affection, for the feeling good about myself in a way that does not benefit the boundaries, sanctity, health of the agreement of that relationship that I'm in.
1: Right. And that also, incorporates the whole topic of on the concept of setting boundaries right if you happen to be lonely one night and you're texting your female companion hey how you doing it can be misleading you know and then feelings get hurt so you have to focus on where you want to emotionally invest into and not create these type of false relationship hopes if i can use that term
0: yeah So how much of clarity, right, when someone is getting to know someone or they meet each other at one of your events, right, Right. and they show up and they become friendly and they reach out to each other and they connect, Mm -hmm. but one might have the intention of, I've already friend zoned them, and the other person might have the perspective of, oh, I'm really interested. Yes. How, how How do both sides, from your perspective, I mean, I already know the answer of what I would say, but I'm curious. Like, how do both sides navigate that with clarity?
1: Being open and transparent with your feelings and true intent. You know, if, if, let's say, for example, a couple meets at my, at my events, for example, right? And the guy isn't interested or isn't attracted to her and she feels the opposite. Right. first of all, feelings do get hurt, right? Um, but at the same time, I mean, you have to be very gentle with this whole process, with your intent. I you know I am not interested, you know... In you, I don't feel like you're a suitable match for me, and it's okay. It's okay that you don't find other person to be your source of happiness, and no one should feel upset or hurt, especially knowing if you're going to be going through this process of friend zoning each other, casually texting each other during the middle of the night, or going out for drinks at the bar, and you know, not having that type of connection. This type of not relationship, but more of a committed connection and just going out nonchalantly. Somebody will fall in love. Somebody will get hurt most of the time, not every single time, but most of the time. And that's why we try to try to implement this whole concept of not misleading each other. If you're not interested, be upfront with your intentions. Set those boundaries for yourself. Man or or, or woman doesn't, doesn't matter. Like you have to set your boundaries and your intent. What you like to pursue, and what you don't want to pursue, in the very beginning of the connection, not two, three, four months, five months later, I'm misleading another person.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm hearing this often from people that they're going up, they're going to events, and like oh, I'm going to a singles event, I'm going to meet people, but they're not going in with the clear intention or sharing their clear intention of what they're looking for that night if they meet somebody, and I think that leads to a lot of confusion. Where if you're going to a singles event, then a, if you're already dating someone, don't go to the event because that happens all of the time.
1: And um, it blows up, blows up in their face because we find out.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, you're, you're much more involved than other yeah. possible potential events because not everybody really cares. But I know as part of the community that you've created, that's conscious uh, yeah. to, to, be, right, to be mindful of that. But a lot of people are like, well, I went on three or four dates with someone, but I'm still going to go to the singles event.
1: Nope. And I think setting that standard, let's say you go on a date with someone. Okay, romantic date. Now I'm not talking about friend casual. Let's go to the coffee bar. But if you're connected with someone, you're dating someone, right? After the second or third date, what's what's happening here? Are we exclusive? Are you so open to other suggestions? Don't assume that the other party feels the same way. After a couple of dates, two, three dates in, okay, where's this going? Do you feel the same way? Do you want to pursue? Is there potential? Do we match? Is there chemistry? Is there you know physical attraction? If You don't speak up and set that boundary for yourself. You're essentially allowing someone else to lead your life without controlling the future. Like you can't, you can't allow it to happen. And again, if you're dating someone more than four dates, I don't suggest going to a singles party or singles event. Please don't do that. It's not nice. Even if you haven't discussed exclusivity, please be open and say, look, you know, we are seeing each other for a few weeks. Is it okay if I go to this party? Out of respect, be, be a mensch about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I see it again, like all the time of people like, oh yeah, I went on this date and I'm like, well, what date was it? They're like, I don't know, date five, date seven. Oh, we went out like eight times, whatever. And I'm like, well, why are you here? And like, well, it's not so serious. Well, does that other person know that? And I'm not sure if we discussed this last season, um, but I know you and I might've talked about this where the question that I think people need to ask once it gets past date two, date three, date four, and they're like, okay, this per- might be a person I do want to spend more concerted time with and more you know, navigate a possibility of a relationship, is asking the following question. Not only are you dating other people, but does anybody else exist that thinks that they might be in a relationship with you? Uh, is there anybody out there that you have talked to that you might have talked to up until the time of tonight that might think, that you guys are in a relationship.
1: That kind of sums it all. It happens quite often, more than we think it doesn't. It happens quite often. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when you, when you, so I I tell my clients, and many of them are actually in, in the group on JDS. I tell all my clients, before you date, first of all, make sure you're emotionally stable and healthy before you commit to dating. That's step number one, right? And that's with a licensed therapist and a counselor, so on and so forth, right? Not a dating coach. We're not therapists here. But when you are ready to date, when you are emotionally aware of, you know, in the healthy mindset, pen and paper homework, you write down your 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 hashkafa list, your spiritual list, core values list, exactly what you need and what you want as a woman, as a man, and then when you are ready to date, you look for this in the partner, right? But. When you aren't focused and you're dating multiple people, speaking to multiple people, there's no way you are dedicated to that one person. You're all over the place. First of all, how do you keep track of speaking to multiple people? It's very confusing. It's it's confusing, and you're dating without intent, and it's just it's destructive behavior. Well,
0: and I think that yeah. breaks down the terminology of how people are going into dating. The all the different. Levels or terminologies that are out there. I went on a date. We're dating. We're seeing each other, right? Whatever variation or variables that we can call yeah. it, but it's but it still it doesn't matter what terminology. To, but to seek clarity, to seek consistency. What is this? So if we're seeing each other, what does seeing each other mean to both people? What is that? Right. Make sure that you're on okay. the same page of what that definition means, because you can create whatever rules you want, as long as you're in agreement on both sides of the table. So for some people, seeing each other might mean we're dating. And some people might say dating is different than being in a relationship. And as long as we're just dating, we both can see, well, do both of you know that and have both of you agreed to that? And what's one of the biggest factors I see, and I see this more commonly with with, uh, with with females than males, is that they're afraid to ask for that data because they don't want to scare off the guy by being way more serious and way more eager or, you know, I'm putting it all out on the table and I don't want to be rejected, so I'm going to back up a little bit and I'm going to be sitting in my own uncomfortability so I don't risk screwing this up, even though right. – they're confused and they're not sure where they're standing.
1: Right. But then that comes from a lack of self-respect, lack of self-value. Your time is important to you, right? Every minute of your life needs to be accounted for, right? So where you apply your energy is what gets reciprocated back into your life, into your world, into, into your you know, frequency. So if you are too shy, too timid to ask the person that you're investing yourself into, essentially you're losing it for yourself right yeah. you're not you're not investing into yourself if you have self-respect if you're confident you shouldn't be concerned about how the other person reacts be more concerned about wasting your time right for for for, for instance i mean I, i've dated last several years after date number two three okay where the heck is this going? are you wasting my time and chances are usually you know the person that you're dating is up front. oh my god this is too scary for me is he ready is she ready You know, but you have to understand, you know, your value and knowing what you're worth and every single second of your life needs to be counted for. You can't expect someone to take control of that.
0: So it's interesting on on my, on my, uh, you winning life podcast, I interviewed these, um, husband and wife that were chiropractors. And then they went into the coaching world and working with other businesses. And they said the number one success factor for people Uh, To have exponential success and expedited success is decisiveness in their decision-making and knowing when to move forward or knowing when to cut their losses. And they see that time and time again in the professional world of when they have that decisiveness of asking for what they want, of negotiating, of putting it out there. This will either work. This is how we need to, like, right, let's navigate what needs to happen in order for that to move to the next level, right? Whether it's hiring, whether it's partnering with business, whether it's buying product, whatever it may be, it's decisiveness. And I really do see that as a commonality in relationships that we may say that we know what we want, but like you said, if with core values, but putting that out there and being absolutely completely decisive with, do they meet? the core values do they meet the philosophical lifestyle do they meet the attraction level that has to be there and are we talking more about what we both want versus hopefully we're going to go another 5 feet and then you know the the lamp the headlight is going to shine the next 5 feet and then we're going to move there and then it's going to shun as opposed to being more decisive and more discerning with, yes, you should enjoy the relationship. Yes, you should enjoy the time together. But there also should be that the duality of being concise and being yeah. decisive. What is the outcome that I want? And a lot of people are just saying, uh, well, I'll know when I get there. I'll know if it's the right one if I want to get more serious.
1: You're wasting your time. Then what are, you, what are you looking for? Time, days, months, years. So essentially, so you're just going to put it out there. They can date somebody for no time stamp. I mean, if you're dating without intent, you can date the other person for months, maybe years. even years. Yeah. Even years. And then what? And then a f- two, three, four years later, like, wait, he's not committing to me. She's not interested in me. You've wasted years of your life, months of your life. So why not? You know, clear, clear your losses, learn from your experiences, gain some knowledge, gain some self-respect and say, look, what's the story between you and I? I, I I'm, you know, as we say in Hebrew, we're talkless. I'm, I'm serious. I have a purpose. Like, right. this Mitty is gritty. what I want. Yeah, this is what I'm looking for. Like, you know, you're, you're a serious type of candidate, like yes or no. But essentially, it's all about creating this circle of energy of self-respect knowing what you're looking for, demanding answers for your time. Otherwise, you know, you're just allowing someone to control your existence. Like who wants that really?
0: Right. Well, one of the, one of the persons, uh, one of my old friends, uh, Joe, uh, just commented, it's like trading stocks. And I get that concept. It's like someone buys, uh, they want to do a a quick, Trade, buy in, buy out of a stock. And then if right. they don't sell it by a certain point, they're like, they go from instead of like day trading, all of a sudden it becomes a long term investment. If they miss the moment where like they buy it, they're waiting a few hours and they don't miss them, they miss the mark to sell it, right? To day trade yeah. or short term trade, then all of a sudden they're flat. Well, I guess it's a long term hold. I guess I'm investing, (laughs) right? And and in relationships, we we make that mistake. That goes back to the episode on my other podcast of sliding versus sliding, where you entrench yourself in each other's lives so much that it becomes so difficult to differentiate and decompartmentalize. Well... Uh, your your lease is up, and we've been together, so we might as well move in, but they're still like, well, let's see how it goes. and oh, like uh, you want to get a new cell phone contract? Well, if we bundle it onto mine, you'll save some money, right? And all of a sudden you start building this this you know fake obligations without the long term decisive commitment of right the the commitment becomes, we have obligated ourselves on all of these paperwork and rent and car payments and AT&T bills and internet and Netflix accounts that we're all sharing anyway with each other. But like, uh Chava, what's your Netflix account? We can share it with I
1: everybody.
0: Have- oh, there you go. So someone can, someone if reach out to Hava?
1: For the past two years, but we have- <laughs> haven't. Had Netflix
0: accounts. Can someone give Hava your network, <laughs> Netflix password, please.
1: If so, right. We have- yeah. Right and so that
0: so that whole sliding versus deciding is that doubling down where well it's 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 too late to pull the plug we're already so invested we're already so far it's it would be a waste of right but yet you know that this isn't working and and one of those things that happens is that if the relationship is not on that solid ground that's when people start letting cracks into the armor that's when people start like well like can i like, I can't really directly like I don't wanna like ruin it, but you know, I'm not gonna be so careful with where I'm putting my time, effort, and energy. And then there is a possibility that where this type of vibe can show up and all of a sudden you're hanging out at work with someone, like, at a specific time and like I hope they sh- you know, I know they go for a snack at two thirty and, you know, to the machine and Mm, let's bump into each other, and then you start talking and then you start getting comfortable, and then you start sharing stuff, and then you're talking more to the, i mean i'm i I'm not catastrophizing here this is exactly what happens. This is every lifetime movie so <laughs> or the bachelor so right? right or or in real life it's yeah. right that over familiarity, and I think that's what you know in this book they're talking about is mm-hmm. is emotional infidelity is not just about an action but it's really about your mindset. If you don't know what you want, you're not putting time, effort, and energy into that outcome. You're, 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 you're slowly creating a vacuum of space for other stuff to creep in.
1: Wow. Blown away by that. Yeah. Remark. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you're not happy with yourself when that happens. When you're trying to fill that void within you, you're actually dragging somebody else's emotions through the mud as well. So when you're trying to fill that void, first of all, when there's no commitment, when there's a lack of intent and lack of, okay, you know what? There's no commitment here, there. And I'm not so sure. If you're not fully invested into the other person. And it's not fair. Right. It's not right. It's not fair. And it's, it's essentially you're just, I mean, and again, infidelity is trauma. It's not, it's not even emotional infidelity. Again, we can discuss what infidelity means. I mean, what is infidelity, what is you know considered infidelity, but any type of infidelity, whether it's emotional affairs or physical affairs, or even just the imagination of sleeping with someone else who's not your partner, all of this can create trauma within the relationship. And this is not something that you can just put a bandaid on and move forward. This is, you know, Right. This is for ab- yeah. And we
0: can and we can go into the debating of like where are the thoughts when you're thinking about someone or not. And I know there's like you know that whole shmuli bateach world of kosher sex and kosher adultery and all that stuff, right. which you know people can love or hate. And again, we're not here standing by any one of these opinions. It's just no, there's right? there's so many different paradigms and so many different perspectives of what's healthy, what's not healthy. But I I think what I'm experiencing in my you know my in my years of practicing, especially with couples, is It has to be in mutual agreement and it has to be discussed and it has to be proactive and it has to be, what are the boundaries? What are the circumstances when what's okay? What's not okay? When is something okay? When is something not okay? And being constantly checking in with each other, not out of, um, not out of unhealthiness, not out of insecurity, but because that type of conversation creates security. Those type of checking-ins add on to and enhance the intimacy of a
1: relationship. Absolutely. And people have this connotation of just connecting, you know, bringing up hot topics as something negative. It's not negative at all. It it exemplifies a relationship. It makes each – you're allowing that space of open communication, honesty, transparency to exist within the union. When you're afraid to bring up these type of topics – then if you're walking around eggshells, um, I'm afraid to ask for questions. I'm afraid to see if he's, if his needs are being fulfilled. Then there's a lack of security within the relationship. You should feel comfortable speaking with, with each other. You should feel open to speak with each other. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Absolutely not. Actually, it can enhance your relationship.
0: Well, and this yep. is what I realized also, right? It's now the end of 2021, but I've I've had this for a while, This this perspective, which is someone who's, looking for their own needs to be met outside of a relationship. If they meet someone, they're probably really not going to care whether you are in a relationship or not. If they're solely looking for their own egotistical selfish needs to be met, especially the more chaotic their life is, especially the more unhealthy they are, the more unrealized their own stuff is right. But it's really goes back to, our boundaries are saying no, are saying this is not part of my life. I'm sorry. I can't talk to you, hang out with you. I am, I have a vibe of where this is going. I can kind of tell that you're overstepping boundaries. So so the understanding of that. But I really do believe that someone who wants to find that, whether they're the person who wants that are in a relationship looking to go out of the relationship or step step around the relationship, or a person who doesn't care whether the the person that they're interested in, in is or is not in a relationship, they're going to make that outcome happen, and it's up to the person to maintain their
1: boundaries. I agree with you, totally agree with you, and it all starts with uh, self awareness, looking out for signs within the relationship. If something is off, if you feel something is wrong, if your intuition is, is is alarming you, if you feel like there's. No communication between you two. If there's lack of conversations, lack of eye contact, lack of physical affection, you know the spark is kind of you know what's that word I'm looking for when the spark is withering away. I don't know what that yeah. is, what the word. I'm- yeah, withering yeah.
0: away. Yeah,
1: grab it, grab it while it's there. Don't allow when you see these type of signs. Are we are, are the signs usually there? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But it all starts with being aware of your relationship, aware of your boundaries, aware of the signs, aware of the of, of the of the union, you know, you have to you have to be aware and conscious about it. Yeah. If you if you guys are not talking to each other and you know there's a distraction elsewhere, you know, if there's physical intimacy that's missing, then most likely it's being fulfilled someplace else.
0: Yeah, and, and I wanna add the trust but verify perspective. Is that they may say it, and they may say everything is okay, and they may say, I'm not going anywhere or doing anything, or of course everything's okay. But verify with interactions and engagements between the two of you as well. Because every person who I've ever seen retroactively, it's very rare, where someone's like, I was completely blindsided by this. Because you will find people that know both of you who will be like, uh, the signs were there. How did you not see it? And if you are the person who has not seen it in previous relationships and it's happened at least once, or if it's happened to you in a pattern of relationships, then you got to get into therapy to figure out why the heck I am completely choosing to not understand that process, the pattern, the experience, the questioning, the verification, whatever's going on in you figure out what's going on before you move on to your next
1: attract same partners.
0: Yep. Yep. Right. Which is what we talked about in the middle of season one. Why do you season attract five. completely what you attract? So yes. I think like as we, as we kind of wrap up, you know, uh, today's conversation of boundaries, right? I think this is really one of the, the things that everybody's going to hear us constantly talking about over and over again in different variations is, Core values, boundaries, consistency, self-awareness, self-care, asking what you want for, making sure you are prioritizing your needs. And I'm not talking about in a selfish way. No. I'm talking about prioritizing your needs (laughs) in the healthiest way possible. Because if you don't ask, you won't get. Exactly. And be committed to that. And if you're not committed to that, you can't have commitment in a relationship.
1: Nope, it starts with you. I mean, I think we said this before in the, in season one. Everything starts with you. You know, everything starts with you. It's best to work on yourself, best to understand your your boundaries and what the boundaries are, you know. And yeah. again, reaching out to a licensed therapist, counselor, someone to help guide you uh, along this journey of dating and relationships and, you know, and steer you in the right direction. It's always good to have a therapist on hand. I have one. I do.
0: Besides me. Besides. Yes, I do yeah.
1: I do have a therapist. Yeah. I'm very proud to say it. Um, everyone has this negative connotation. Oh, I have a therapist, I'll keep it quiet. Right. Not at all. It doesn't have to be negative. It could be something that's gonna enhance, you know, your lifestyle, your your, you know, self self-intros- self introspection is important. Right. Development. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just had this uh, conversation with David Meltzer, who, um, is an incredible coach and speaker attorney. He, I mean, big in the tech world, um, for anybody who's seen Jerry Maguire, the world famous, right? Jerry Maguire movie yeah. with Tom Cruise. So the movie was based on a real attorney, um, who was a sports agent and, uh, David Meltzer in real life was the CEO for that law firm for that person's law firm. Um, but he's, those who follow him, social media, you probably have seen him pop up, um, but I just had him on, my, on the You Winning Life podcast, and he was straight up talking about like getting, you know, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as an adult, as a father, as a husband. He's like, coaching is one thing, but he's like, I'm, he's, I'm in therapy, and the, here's the trauma, and here's what I need to, and here's how it shows up in my relationships, in my life, in my business, and to really commit to that process to solve whatever you need to solve once and for all so you can have the life the relationships, and the success, and the all the good stuff that's happening. So it's a good place for us to hold. Yes. Right? As we return as we back to season two. And for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, we just ask a simple favor if you've gotten any benefit from this. Whatever platform that you are listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, or Spotify, or Amazon, or whatever, all the things, hit subscribe. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, please, please, please not only just subscribe, but leave us a favorable review. And if you hated it, leave us a review that you hated it and tell us why, so we can continue to improve it. What topics, right. Leave us a pass, you know, just let us know, let us know how you're doing. And if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to me on you winning life on Instagram and Java for you. They can find you on Instagram.
1: Um, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Hava. Love. Uh, or they can join our dating and relationship group called Jewish divine soulmates on Facebook. Uh, We're about to hit 10,000 people in about a year. So it's a very happening growing group. So you can find me in either platform.
0: Yeah. And here's the caveat. And there might be people out there listening that are not Jewish and not part of the Jewish community, but it doesn't mean that you and I are not uh, available and accessible to give the resources or tools or or all that stuff. So, you know, although one of the the communities that we are targeting this podcast to is, is the Jewish community, but anybody out there, this is all good for all. Good for all time yes. zones. And obviously between Chava and I, we have amazing resources that we can put you in front of and book recommendations and podcasts and besides ours, uh, right? Of, <laughs> of all the good stuff, you know, that's out there yeah. for everybody. So um, again, if you also think that this is an episode or previous episodes that, you know, would be beneficial, send it off to a friend and uh, that'll help us get this out and help others in the way that we yes. wanted to do this. So Chava, it's been too Thank long. You too. it's been too
1: long but we're so happy we're back we're back in action season two episode two coming soon (laughs) all right y'all yes good night everyone thank you for joining us thank you jason Thanks for hanging out with us.
0: Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you enjoyed, please leave a starred review on iTunes so more people can find us and benefit from these conversations. If you want to connect more or have any questions, please follow us on Instagram at have we got a match for you.